0: Really hope I don't blow the mic out on this one.
1: My car broke down and I went into debt. I've been paying and paying, but I ain't done yet. You can pay for a topic or vote on a gimmick. Anything can happen. So come on and get with it. Fix my car cast. Hosted by Claw Billy.
0: You're listening to Fix My Car Cast, hosted by Bearclaw Billy, and this is episode 64. Comedian and musician Keith Hebert will make an appearance later in the show, but first housekeeping this is the show where you pick what i say and how i say it pick a topic or prompt by donating to the gofundme and vote on the gimmick by joining my patreon for just a dollar a month join at the five dollar level or higher and also get bonus episodes and behind the scenes footage links are in the description also down there merch get yourself some merch you know what your uncle needs a mug and we got them and they got fixed my car cast on them so get uncle that mug we have a donor this week First-time donor Clenched Sphinx graced us with a tight $30. Thank you so much, Clenched Sphinx. The total raised for paying off my car repair debt is now $1,301. Also, when we get to $2,000, we unlock an automatic show gimmick, which is, I will watch all the Fast and Furious movies back-to-back, and then record my podcast at the end. Fun fact, did you know that this whole podcast disappears when we hit $3,000? I better have at least one fan out there frantically archiving the whole thing this could all disappear tomorrow folks guess what everybody we have a new segment called ad true story Clench sphinx actually gave me 20 dollars for a topic but then asked if another 10 could get me to read an ad on the episode and i said money so let me tell you about LOLS, an evening of local comedy. If you live in or near Portland, Maine, in the United States of America, April first is April Fool's Day. But this April first, don't be a fool and miss out on all the great comedy happening at One Longfellow Square in Portland, Maine. Doors are at seven. Show is at eight. Admission is at fifteen in advance or twenty at the doors, which again open at seven with show to follow at eight. How's this for a lineup? Headliner: Annika Adele. Featureer: Adam Groppman, and also appears Keith Hebert, Amanda Reynolds Gregg, and Casey Watson, hosted by Nikki Martin and Clenched Sphinx. Again, that's at one Longfellow Square in Portland, Maine, USA, which is 181 State Street if you use the metric system. Again, that's April 1st in the year 2023, so if you can hear this in 2024, I'll be very surprised. L-O-L-S, laugh at people. Hey, do you like the theme song? No? Well, if you make a donation of $50 or more, in addition to picking an episode topic, you get to change one thing about the theme song for ever, unless somebody else changes it back. Wanna hear me belch the periodic table every week during the theme song? Just 50 bucks. Also, that's gonna be a pretty long theme song. No new patrons this week. Hey, did you know we don't have a single patron named Laura? Weird. If any person named Laura or Lori or Lara or Laurel or Lorca joins my Patreon, by the time the next episode is recorded, I will title that episode D-sharp is the most overrated note, regardless of the episode topic. Come on, Lauras, take these kids to music school. Drink pause. I needed it. Now it's time for a topic suggestion. I'll suggest topics I think I could easily talk about for a whole episode, though admittedly I think the show is more fun when it's something I'm completely clueless about. So something I could talk about is... I don't know, Squid? Checking in on the best city in the world based on which city listened to the last episode the most, and we've got a tie between Biddeford, Maine and NEW YORK CITY! Ties are broken by whichever city listened to the most episodes. And our big winner is once again, the city so nice they named it once, Biddeford, Maine. Congratulations, Biddeford, Maine. Let it be known that your gateway arch, Bush Stadium, and birthplace of Scott Bakula are the best in the world for seven days. Last episode, I had to talk about a fan edit of the Star Wars prequels while in complete darkness. You can see video of me with no notes and no idea how long I've been talking over on Patreon. Also, head over to Patreon for a bonus episode where I talk about getting scared by movies. I share with you the most scared I've ever been coming out of a movie, and you will never guess the movie. Okay, let's talk next week's gimmick poll. These are your choices for next week's episode gimmick. They are number one. Cut onions. Number two, make up five limericks. Number three, do a C-3PO voice. And number four, incorporate ten random Bible verses. There are no returning gimmicks because y'all still ain't voting enough. Remember, any gimmick that gets just a single vote is eligible for a second chance in six weeks. Be sure to vote over on Patreon. The poll closes Thursday, March 30th at noon Eastern America time all right time for today's gimmick which is the result of a three-sided die being rolled because we had a three-way tie so you know what that means some of you are actually voting again so i really appreciate that um ultimately though rolled the three-sided die got a two and the second option was Imitate the vocal stylings of the B-52s. If you didn't know, they're the band behind the songs Love Shack and Rock Lobster. Of course, gimmicks don't start until housekeeping is out of the way, just in case any of them prevent me from sharing vital information. But now! Hop in my gimmick zone, it's as big as a whale, and it's about to set SAIL! From this point on, gimmicks are active,
1: and everything is improvised!
0: Today's topic comes from Clenched Sphinx, for $30, technically $20 plus tip! And I've been asked to review the 100 Gex album, 10,000 Gex! (laughs) This voice isn't going to get old, also I'm going to commit to the falsetto for the other voice! I think they probably have several vocalists, but most people know the guy and the girl. <laughs> All right, so first things first, I've never listened to 100 geeks. <laughs> Actually, not knowing what they sound like and in a bit of a pleasurable state, I recorded myself saying what I think the geeks sound like. Let's go to the clip. <laughs> Captain's Log. I've never heard 100 Gex. The name always makes me think of that terrible video game with the lizard. Um, here's what I think 100 Gex sounds like. I'm going to go with, I think, Beck-style nonsense lyrics over what I hope are like the prodigy beats, but are probably more like Skrillex with a bad hip-hop beat. Um... And I feel like, probably like, you know, lyrics for the Spongebob generation. Does that make any sense? Anyway, let's find out if I'm right. And now I know how accurate I was. I'll tell you all about it in my notes. (laughs) I was probably a bit too cynical. (laughs) I realize this voice turns into Inspector Gadget if you're not careful. <laughs> it's Meatwad all over again. I'm turning into Gizmo. <laughs> Here's
1: the album, 10,000 geeks.
0: The first thing I enjoyed is it was 27 minutes. <laughs> it's highly likely that this here episode will be longer than the entire album. I'm trying. <laughs> you have to count your syllables so you know which ones to emphasize. <laughs> the first song on the album, as far as I know, was Dumas Girl Alive. It's got a hard riff like Limp Biscuit. <laughs> it also starts with the THX noise.
1: How does that go?
0: It goes something like this. Now, I like sampling in my songs, but I like when the samples are more obscure. There's a lot of THX and the Star Wars. Why so much Star Wars? I don't know, but I liked it. But I wish it was a little more obscure. The next song that I listened to was the most wanted person in the United States. It had a
1: bass line that was really boopin' and fun cartoon sound effects.
0: So far, I think my assessment of Spongebob meets Beck is 100% accurate. Skrillex, not so much. The next song that I listened to was Frog on the Floor. It was fucking Ska. Okay. (laughs) There were more... And now it's time to get embarrassed, (laughs) because at this point, I realized it was on shuffle! Apple Music! Busted. (laughs) When you look up an album on Apple Music, you see play and you see shuffle. You would assume hitting play means the songs are not on shuffle.
1: But alas, play remembers what kind of playback style you were using last time.
0: And before this, I was listening to a shuffled playlist of the Beastie Boys. (laughs) Once I figured out my dilemma, I switched it back to regular play mode and skipped the tracks that I had already heard. If you feel that the integrity of this review has been compromised, TOUGH SHIT! (laughs) The next track on the album that I listened to was 757. <laughs> there was a lot of fun vocoder and auto-tune fuckery.
1: And again plenty of Star Wars noises. I think a TIE fighter shooting Go listen to the last episode of the show if you want to hear some Star Wars.
0: It's only got three downloads. Why the hell is it so unpopular? Now it's time for the next track. Hollywood, baby! (laughs) Okay, I'm starting to turn into the love to laugh uncle on the ceiling. There were more hard riffs and heavy distortion. I like when the drums are distorted. That's one of my favorite producing techniques. Crunch the drums, make them sound all weird. (laughs) This was an interesting note. You know the song, She's the Girl All the Bad Guys Want? This album feels like that, but new. It's
1: got that pop-punk early 2000s thing
0: going on. (laughs) Unfortunately, this album is so short that there's not much to talk about. The next track I listened to, Doritos and Fritos, which I think had a music video.
1: But I didn't watch it. This is definitely bedroom producer shit.
0: Which I like because I'm a bedroom producer. I have plenty of experience fucking around with Acid Pro. <laughs> In the 1990s, making songs with your friends that are dumb. <laughs> um, This feels like it's punk enough for punks, but it's pop enough for modern pop fans too. <laughs> you gotta pick your syllables, you're gonna hit. <laughs> Also, there was a little of the B-52's voice in there. I'm I'm not singing anymore. The voice sounded just like me. In the song, Doritos and Fritos, sometimes there would be a joyful exclamation. (laughs) God, there aren't enough songs in this. I'm still Fred Schneider. I forgot to look up the names of the other band members, but their contributions are greatly appreciated. The next
1: song is Billy Knows
0: Jamie. It's in that Biscuit Linkin Park vein, but they do some modern digital fuckery. (laughs) So you don't feel too Biscuit embarrassed. I think it's worth noting I never got into the whole new metal thing. Even though I was the perfect age group, I never listened to Biscuit or Eminem. I listened to Linkin Park, but just that one track with the turntables, because I was a hip-hop kid. Uh... (laughs) Apparently, this was my least favorite track. I think it had kind of a sad indie feeling, and then they had to get silly because they always get silly the next song I heard was one million dollars I feel like if we turn the new metal slider down about 40% this would be up my alley and it brings the Skrillex (laughs) in terms of predictions I was wrong about Skrillex except every once in a while they do the dubstep drops but honestly there's more ska than anything
1: I don't like that
0: (laughs) that's not true i like some waves of ska but you know that whole 90s ska pick it up pick it up i don't like it i did note here i like how playful the production is but sometimes it's almost trying too hard it's like i'm being told that i'm having fun but that's for me to decide Oh, oh, oh,
1: oh having some fun
0: Ah, uh, we've got two songs left, and this episode is almost over. <laughs> if you'd like me to review an album, make sure it's longer than 27 minutes. <laughs> I may have mixed up some songs. I got my tooth removed. I don't remember the melody on this one. This one was a sad ballad, but then it turned into Ska.
1: Why does it always turn into Ska?
0: Boy, you really, you really need to pick the syllables in advance. Um, this album feels like it's trying to reclaim the worst genres of the 90s. And the 2000s, none of them have aged well. They jump style so often, I thought they might try grunge. They can't do grunge. It's too old. I keep doing like the same tune for that one. Anyway, the last track that I listened to, which is the last track on the album, is me, 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 me. Here's what I wrote. In my handy notebook, it's like a punk sea shanty run through a Nintendo. I like when the voices sound like Karen O from the yeah, yeah, yes. I meant to look up that her name is Karen O. I'm pretty sure it's Karen O. If you haven't figured out, I don't know much about music. Even though I make it. It also makes me self-conscious for you to listen to any of my songs.
1: I'm putting down the notebook now, because that's all I have to say.
0: It feels like a shame to end so early, especially when I got that money. But I don't know what else to say. Overall impressions, I would listen to more of 100 Gex. I was very cautious going in because I don't like a lot of music that's recommended. 100 Gex, 1 Rex. For recommendations. <laughs> that's dumb. 100 Gex review. Um. I'm kind of picky about the music that I listen to. (laughs) A lot
1: of my music doesn't even have lyrics. And if it does, it's nonsense.
0: So I was pleasantly surprised that the lyrics were pretty silly. I was worried that this would be music that would change my soul. But it didn't change my soul. It changed my soul, Lobster! (laughs) Genuinely, though, I'm glad it was fun. It didn't take itself too seriously. Sonically and musically, I wasn't a fan. But I enjoyed parts of it. Less limp, biscuit, less ska. I'm not really into metal or punk. That's just personal preference. If you like those genres, you should check this out. I wasn't expecting such a short album, I'm sorry I have nothing else to say. If I had to give it a rating out of five stars, I think I'd give it three. Which is a pretty big compliment from me. As always, don't forget your matching towel.